and bam we are wrong what's going on everybody it is your boy nick moses oh five gaming podcast we are here and i have two gentlemen with me and i don't want to take the introduction from you guys so please i would like for each one of you gentlemen to introduce yourselves i'm matt lewis uh from digital yogurt and i am the creator of extra galactica man I am Dante Campana. I'm one of the co-founders of Ghost Street Games, uh, and I'm dragging uh, Matt through all this hell to make this game with him really well, you know? So, So, you know, that's good. You're dragging Matt through it. And Matt, like I told you, I'm relaxed. So a lot of these questions are going to be laid back, relaxed, man. Just just go ahead and answer however you feel freely. Uh, So how did everything come about? I read a lot about... um, you know, trying to mix with the old school shooter and just having a combination of things all in one. How did the vision come about? I got to ask either one of you. And I see Matt, you said it's Matt's baby. So Matt, how did the vision come about when you sat back? You probably played some old school games, Galactica, a couple things, you know, and you said, you know what? Bam. So tell me about it. All right. How far do you want me to go back? You can go back all the way, man. This is you. Take it. (laughs) I was working in a t-shirt store and I had no idea how to make video games. And I, uh, there was a laptop there. It was a custom t-shirt store. And, uh, I started playing around. I took, I took the laptop home and I started making some little games and I made this game called Burger Hill and Burger Hill had a time traveling fast food restaurant in it. And, uh, in the back, there was this old, uh, dusty extra Galactica arcade machine. It was EGG Galactica or something. And, uh, it started off as like a, a side mini game, you know, in that game, uh, my brother liked it. So we turned it into extra Galactica. And then we liked that so much. We're like, let's build an arcade machine out of it. And now there's like a one-off version of that somewhere. And we're making this game to kind of commemorate that game. And uh, the story kind of lays more into uh, my journey with that cabinet. Mm, Nice. Okay. So Dante, you come along in this journey. Where do you come along? Because as I was reading from the Ghost Street Games website, I would just say, I seem to read a story about a teacher and student coming together okay and that's very you know so so dante where do you come along in this project so uh i work in qa uh on top of doing uh my indie stuff um and uh once i did my first contract in qa and i was able to actually start doing indie stuff um uh i formed ghost street games with my business partner david kalberg uh, who was my teacher uh, at a, a trade school that I went to for audio engineering called Crass. And uh, Dave's like, you know, teaching game audio there. So I learned a lot of this stuff from him Got along really well, really, you know, we understood nice. each other pretty well. So, uh, uh, you know, as soon as I was able to start doing the indie stuff, I mean, Matt and I are both self-taught. So it took us time to make a few things that, you know, got us through the process, even if, you know, they weren't the most, um, uh, like significant things we've done in our lives that taught us by building them. Right. So, um, our first two games, uh, for ghost street games, uh, alien tap attack, uh, which is just a nice little idle, uh, clicker game on iOS and Android. Um, and then, uh, it's like that taught me how to get from a to Z on a mobile game. You know, what do I need to do to do that? Right. I do disco drop and that one I did all by myself. No, no editing assets like from other people or contracting anyone else. 
I did the music, I did the drawing, I did all the programming and then took it all the way to market and, you know, ran myself through that gauntlet. And then at the end of that, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, if a lot of other uh, indie uh, devs or aspiring indie devs will know that there's a ton of Facebook groups for indie game developers. Nice. And um, there's a lot of collaboration that goes on in those. And, and this madman throws in a post one night and I caught him a few minutes in because uh, he was looking for someone to help him with a different project. Okay. Um, and I, we go through the whole interview process and uh, uh, Matt didn't pick me. Oh, come on. You see, I'm going to be I'm going to be dragging him through that project later. He just doesn't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um cuz that's uh, what he originally signed on for. Yeah, he and then know. he's like he he's like let's do the space shooter, dude. That so, you know. Yeah, so I I you know, Matt and I traded games. We were like, "Okay, you know, what have you done? What have you done? Show me what your quality bar is, you know." And he showed me footage of you know, Extra Galactica as it existed in that arcade cabinet. And he's like, oh, you know, I don't really have like the finished session for this anymore. Uh, it was, it, you know, it was, it was on the cabinet. We don't have that. So, you know, what do we, you know, I can't really do anything with it. I just have these videos. And uh, I looked at the project he had started working on, um, which he he later came to me for. So eventually he did pick me. Right. Okay. <laughs> I did, yeah. He came crawling back. Okay. But uh, <laughs> uh, but we we just honestly sat down and looked at both these games, and I was like, this thing is a sleeper, man. You know, this mm -hmm. don't don't mm -hmm. doubt what you put together here. Uh, and so he found a session. Uh, it was very broken from like Unity Four. We are on Unity 2018 by then. Yeah, so just that, upgrading yeah. <laughs> engine versions can be so destructive, let alone having a, an unfinished session. So um, we start digging into that and we just start rebuilding this game piece by piece and then improving upon it piece by piece. And then we're like, okay, well, what does it really look like if we do everything we want to do? Yeah. Write it all down, look at it, see, you know, see how I, it goes. I still have a list that's like three miles long, but I'm just gonna keep, yeah. keep his hair on his head. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, keep, keep that a, hair keep a little sane. on his Thank head. You. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's it. You know, Matt, Matt had already done his Kickstarter. He made something great. Uh, I saw that. I loved it. I wanted to help him, you know, get that to steam. We got in, we found out we could make it even better. And um, that's our plan now. So there's a, a very stark difference between, I mean, we were even just looking at our earliest pre-alpha footage the other day versus our steam early access trailer right what's on the steam store um because it has sure. to show what's in very the nice by the way right thank you thank you versus Appreciate what we're that. able to show off today which is stuff that you know normally is a little bit harder to show off in the store if it's not already out yet you don't want to mislead people you don't want to make them think it's ready um right. so we were very excited to be able to share all this stuff with you guys no. um and uh yeah man no, that's nice. And I will even say I watched the indie showcase and I, I did see when they, you guys were in there. OK, you guys were in there was a couple different ones, but I was like, OK, all right. So I was so happy to speak with you guys. Now, one thing, since both of you guys are just a wealth of knowledge and game development, I know I got a lot of people that just got game development questions. So one thing I want to say is and I, I've heard this after multiple interviews is time frame and how it extends. You know, we get one year turns into five years or six months turns into six years. What do each of you find to be the biggest hurdle in extending the amount of time it takes to have the pro uh, project finish? Life. 
honestly. You know, Matt and I, Matt and I run, you know, Matt, Matt runs a business uh, for his day job. I, I have a full-time job uh, and, uh, you know, I don't feel like this past calendar year has really been nice to most anyone. Um, so yeah, that's the hardest thing about it. It's just, it's just making it day to day. And, and that's why you do stuff like screenshots Saturday, you show off work, you know, you try and try and let someone else see it and, you know, Hey, you know, Hey, come take a look at this thing. I just did, you know, you'd be, you'd be surprised anything that's a little fuel for the tank. It just, it, it goes far. I know? do some pixel art and I just want to show it to people, man. I'm like aching yep. to like, just put it on Twitter and just see if, and then there's like two hearts and I'm like, mother it's like i'm trying so hard just like <laughs> like my pixel art please and uh today was uh, a little different you know we had a couple of people from the broadcast that i look up to I, I do look up to greg and dave and i think that that was incredible to have the name of the game i was working on come out of their mouth i mean that's just yeah that's huge that's huge to me that's yeah, huge. i'm glad to hear you say that because you know i always wondered that you know, how does it feel? You get the, you know, everyone thinks, what is it to have my name said or my project or whatever I created? And you guys had it. I was sitting there like, dang, okay, all right, all right. So <laughs> I want to I want to say um, another thing, since we're talking about, you know, development things is I hear a lot about Easter eggs. Now, I don't develop games, but I hear all these developers seem to always want to put Easter eggs in games. So this is going to be a two-folder. First, I would like to ask, is that something that developers do in every single game? Let me ask each of you that first. I'm sure. Yeah, if it's, if it's, sure, not, if it's not visible to you when you're playing, it's somewhere in the code. We're, we're just tearing people up in comments, you know, if it comes down yeah. to it. Uh, it's, it, it feels like uh, it's cathartic, you know. There's, art imitates life, so you want to... You want to put your life in things. You want to put your jokes and stuff and, and your references. And, and so Easter eggs kind of manifest in that way. You know, um, right now we have an asset in there that is just a little background, little pixel art cat that just sits in the background. It's my cat though. You know, yeah, yeah. if we're going to draw a cat and I have two cats that I love very dearly, then why, oh, why would I not put my cats? <laughs> why would he not make me do it? <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. Totally agree with you. Why not? Now, I, yeah. I want to say, now, Matt, because I, I want to go ahead and uh, have you follow up on that. But now that he mentioned it, uh, I want to say when you're on that Easter egg and you're doing it, is it really tough to, and this is Dante, because I'm going to ask you too, Matt. I want to know from both. But Dante, is it tough to hide these Easter eggs or are people just really easy to fool? You know, you some of People them are you really put, quick. Yeah, okay. you put them right in front of their face, but they might not know what it is. Those usually take the longest. Um, we did a new Matt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tease a little. I apologize okay. in advance. I tried we, to stay away. I tried did, to stay away, Matt. We gonna take. <laughs> we did a new 3D rendering. We did. We recently released an update on Steam, and uh, you know, one of the things that we got a chance to do another quality pass on and really, you know, improve was this 3D render that we have for our title screen. Uh, you know, it's very beautiful and very happy with it. And, my brother uh, made that, by the way. Yeah. My brother, my brother makes all the brother. Stuff. Yeah, man. Props to him. Uh, we, uh, we had the opportunity to just kind of hide Easter eggs. And some stuff, you know, was just a little 
off the cuff, whatever we could think of, but other things have a lot of meaning to us, you know, and uh, if you know, you know, uh, and usually those are the ones that stay the longest because, uh, you know, if it's obscure enough, then folks just won't know. But people are so nosy, they'll find, they'll, if you just take something that's obviously an Easter egg and hide it like your life depended on it, they'll find it. And if not, they'll find it 10 years from now and it'll be a Kotaku article, you know, so... Yep. Like we needed, we needed movie posters for the uh, subway scene in there, and some of those posters are just absurd things that Nonsense. I just kind of made real quick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, stupid, goofy names. There's, there's like a, a shout out to my son in there, and you wouldn't recognize it, but um, maybe, nice. maybe you will. It's in the intro cinematic. There's nice. an arrow pointing directly to it, and it, it's your breadcrumbs. Yes, there's your breadcrumbs. You can find it nice nice so we do oh. do that yeah, yeah thank you thank and you. i think and i think people know that we're doing that and they look for it and they aren't they're not easy to fool they, okay. they got it everybody's on top of it good now the talked about the game and the way it looks the artwork amazing i'm sure you guys have heard about the artwork so who is the artist for this Oh my goodness, man. And I'm a I tattoo artist. I'm a tattoo yeah. artist too. That's what nice. I do. I usually, you know, I have sound boards. I usually drop bombs and all that. I would, I, I cut it off for you guys especially, <laughs> but man. I don't get, I don't get bombs. You, you would have had three of them for that one. Cause that, uh, impulse. Uh, man, a I, exactly. I, I, impromptu, that was my fault. But I will say amazing job on the art. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. That is the one thing that just, you know, First of all, you see retro. I go, yeah, me, born in 83, my style. I'm up there. Me too, you know? me too, 83, baby. Nice. All day, so all then day. Then I'm seeing the punk style. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. I love it. You know, cyberpunk wasn't, you know, it, but I love the punk stuff, okay? Soundtrack, which, oh my goodness, opening cinematics, just, oh, okay. And <laughs> look at the art style. And it's gorgeous, man, gorgeous. So I, I'm glad to hear that, Matt, and, we, and we'll give you the props. And Dante, we won't give them all the props, okay? I, I, I'll take it off. We'll, we'll hey, come back you know, to you. Some visual effects come from coding, okay? They're really simple. <laughs> now, so let me ask, uh, what would you guys estimate a full playthrough? You know, just a full, and yeah, I know it's an estimate, but if you had to give a full playthrough, and I know you guys are still working on a lot. Um, so I can let's tell just, you. Okay. I can I can tell you like what I was imagining it would okay. be from a design standpoint, but from for right now we haven't put it all together in a way that we can run through it and kind of scale it and test it and you know put it where we want it to be. But it wouldn't be of a, a super long thing. You're not. It's not like a ten hour campaign or something. There's a there's permadeath to the planet. So the the planet that you see in the background behind you, that's Celestro. And that that exists. It persists through the whole game, through the shooter segments and through the platformer stuff. And uh, you'll have space threats and you'll have to go and embark out and take care of those and come back down and refill the planet's health by fortifying its defenses and stuff like that. And sometimes you'll have to decide whether you're going to do a side mission or take on this space threat that's kind of happening over here. And you'll have like a a monetary or planet health thing like where you're trying to balance like what do i do next you know like what could happen yeah. here so hey man so i, I mean whew, y'all y'all just killing it man i, I want to go ahead but you guys are just killing it and your energy is i thought i usually have the energy but you yeah. guys got the energy so we gotta <laughs> so we have no choice man <laughs> so dante 
coming into this, I know you're coming into a project. I would like to ask from a development standpoint, seeing uh, someone else's work and knowing that you could bring something to it. How do you know something like that? Because I'm not a game developer. How do you know when you see something, you know, hey, maybe I could add something to here. Maybe I could do this. And maybe that's where I could, you know, come in. How, how does that happen? And I mentioned, uh, I know you mentioned Facebook groups. Don't mean to cut you off. But those Facebook groups are excellent, too, by the way. Yeah, um, <clears throat> there's kind of two folds to it. Sometimes you're just digging through code and you look at it and you're like, oh, I just know a better way to do this. Okay. It's either going to be more efficient or it's going to be a little bit more concise or we're going to be able to trace all these different parts of something. Every mechanic has so many steps to it, initiating it, doing all the things for it, finishing it up, making sure it's interacting with everything else the exact way you expect it to, you know? Uh, you find places to tighten stuff up and it just kind of, it's like, it's like you've got all of the string in there, but as you pull it tight, it just comes together more and more. So that's, that's one fold of it, right? There's just, when you're in there and you go, oh, let me just do this real quick. And then the yield on it is, is, you know, worth the time. Um, a lot of the other stuff, um, I mean, Matt and I talk endlessly all day, every day, you know, um, so we spitball all the time, you know, we, we ask ourselves the what if questions, um, you know, very frequently, you know, Hey, we made this thing. How should it interact with the other thing? What if we made it do this? You know, where's the line? What's too much? You Dante know? is my, my, my rock. Like he keeps me grounded where I'll, I'll throw like a trillion ideas at him and like, bro, scope creep. In fact, half of the mechanics in the game, he said scope, he preached scope creep to me, bro. No scope creep. I'm like, no, man, we need, we need the holes to open up in the thing and the boom, boom and we need the thing. And he's like, dude, like I, I would overwhelm him nightly with dude, I have an idea to do this and it would balance this. And then, you know, we would go back and forth and he keeps me grounded, dude. Otherwise yeah. the game would have been a mess. Honestly, because <laughs> would have had a million things. You wouldn't even be able to move without hitting something. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, Matt will come to me with an idea. I'll be like, unbelievable. How could you do this to me? Why would you ever? This is, this is the I worst thing fight. you could ask me to do. I got to fight. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'll just, all, all the world will end for a moment. And then I'll add a spite. I'll just sit there. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> all right. I guess, let me see how it would look. And then I'll be like, oh, pretty good you know and then i'll be like okay i made all the mechanics you make it pretty here's the stuff you need to look for and then he'll do his little tightening and then i'll do mine and then usually usually by that i mean once we've iterated through something that many times we're good usually yeah. it's usually pretty clean nice now when you um you mentioned adding features with mad going crazy i'm glad you mentioned that and right on development because one thing i think i could see being a huge issue is coming up with an idea but adding things along the line and breaking it all over again and having to fix that again can you explain is that something that really holds a lot of development back because you're constantly trying to hold yourself from throwing all these features into the game is that something that's common within game development i'd say that weighs on pretty much everyone it's always it's on some scale for any crew any size you just want to make something that you love and that you think other people are going to love and you want you want it to have all the best ideas in it that it can have and uh you know so feature creep or scope creep you know that feeling of 
you know, oh man, at first we were just going to make this game that does this, but now it does all these other things and it's going to take way longer to make. And, you know, you have to make sure that juice is worth the squeeze. And, and as long as it is, then uh, you're usually pretty good. Um, getting over it with Bennett Foddy in like the beginning of it and all of his monologuing, he, he does mention, you know, that game development is a lot like working with quick dry cement, you know, and you have to, you have to go, okay, you know, when do we break up something we've already built? When is it worth it? When does it have to change and try and make those calls to the best of our ability? Nice. So one thing I would love to know, and I'm sure my audience would love to know, what is the weirdest bug or the funniest bug that you've come across in Extra Galactica? Because I know bugs happen where there's just so many weird things, but what is one that you just said, hey, Matt, run over here, look at what's going on. I think that the, look, can I take this, Dante? <laughs> I think Please. I think that there was a moment where when we first created the black holes, right? Um, they started to suck in an asteroid. And when it did, that asteroid spawned a mine and the mine started spitting bullets everywhere. And it was just sucking it back and forth. We're like, Dante's like, dude, look at this bug. And I'm like, that's not a bug, dude. That's a mechanic. That's right a there. feature. That's and a feature me, now. And let me tell you, I lean heavily yeah. on that. That is one of my favorite moments in the whole yeah. game. It creates chaos. Yeah. I love <laughs> chaos. So good. Like so I, good. I love the chaos. I want it to explode all over the place. Yeah, oh, do you remember? Do you remember when black, when the black holes would suck in the background? Oh yeah. Because that was like, yeah the early it would, it would iterations. Go, it would all go in and then yeah everything would just just fold in on itself and it's just gone. I was uh, I was thinking was... like a a light tunnel or something at the time. Yeah. I was like if I can suck it all in right, let's yeah. go through a light tunnel and then pop yeah. it back out. But that's it's breaking up the gameplay for too like too yeah. long like with yeah. what we were doing. So oh my gosh, yo, that is the funniest bug I've heard in any interview. I'm sorry, just and you know what? You're right because something like that happens. I agree with you. It's not a bug. That's it's, it's, it's a, a feature. It's a feature. Yeah. We're keeping that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that happens in every team as well. Uh, and then we figured out a way to control it, you know. So yeah. now, now it's a controlled chaos. It's put awesome. some limitations on it, fine tune it, make it fun. Mm -hmm. Pretty golden from there. So yeah. Okay, so now I'm gonna ask both of you, since both of you've been in game development for a while, I'm sure E3s is something that both of you have probably been to previously a couple times. Am I correct on that? Nope. Oh my god. We are teeny tiny, nah, bro. And you know what? This is my first E3. Okay. Really? My yes. So I, I'm surprised to hear that because welcome. I, yes, welcome as well. well it's nice to welcome. Meet. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Yes. So hopefully, you know, next time, next year, we could be somewhere. And if you guys are there, we could, you know, it could be physically meeting next yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna bring a balloon, a couple of cakes. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> a cake and a couple of balloons. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'll take a couple of Yeah, I'm about to say <laughs> <laughs> No, that was good, man. And I really didn't want to take up much of your time. I wanted it to be just roughly around 25. But now, before I leave, and I could take each one of you, uh, and we'll start with Dante. Uh, what would you say to everyone on my podcast listening? We share right away on the podcast, you know, YouTube, Facebook, all over. What would you say... Uh, to get people interested in Extra Galactica. And also, I did see it's currently can be bought for $14.99. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are in early access on Steam. 
Right now we have our infinite mode in there, which is our take on, you know, token taker arcade games. You know, it is our, as someone who did not grow up in the eighties uh, and, you know, with Matt being an eighties child, we both kind of took our perspectives and we made something that would have been probably what we would have made as an arcade game. Um, yeah. That is, it is challenging. Um, if you like shmups a lot, if you're really into shmups, uh, then infinite mode should be a pretty good challenge for you, especially if you turn off, um, we have a feature in there called uh, our barrel wave attacks. And by default, they should be turned on to automatically um, trigger if they need to. Um, if you turn that off, uh, this the, the difficulty of this as a shmup goes significantly higher. So if you're really into those types of games, um, do that. Let me know if it's not hard enough. Baby, I will make it hard enough, okay? I promise. No, it's uh, hard enough, bro. Yeah, that <laughs> is. I, I, I crank I crank it with auto deflect off, and I'm telling you, dude, this game, like, it will test you. It will test you. It's yeah. fair, It'll, okay. but it'll test you. Yeah. Okay. I and love Matt, it, man. And, and Matt, now that you said that, it will test you. And before you're, I think this is the last, because I'm right on time there, difficulty. The You mentioned, um, you know, about, you crank it up. So you're pretty good at the game, but let's say someone's a novice. How long is the learning curve? Uh, well, we just made a tutorial for it. Uh, so mm -hmm. that that's something that we wanted to have. Uh, you know, when we hit early access, um, we, we had to get it out kind of by a timeline for other things that were going on at the time. So, um, you know, we just did it. We just wrote it out, um, but it's a little different when you play through it. Um, it really makes you go through all these different actions so you can see it happen and not just maybe read it. So yeah. that was like, that was, that, that's a big um, kind of like um, quality of life improvement uh, for people who are new to shmups, uh, new to this whole space shooter thing. Um, go, go through that, you know, if you need to run through it more than once, just to make sure you got it all, get your key bindings the way you want. And and you should be able to hone in on it. You know, use all the tools, shoot everything. There's only one thing in the game you don't shoot. You know, <laughs> so I, I think if you, if you start, you'll just get the feel for it. That's that's my belief. Nice. I think I think by the, the time you purchase your second weapon system, you you pretty much have a firm grasp on everything that's happening, and. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to play it for like you know 30, 40 waves before you kind of get what's going on and. I'm at the top of the leaderboard with some ridiculous score, so I don't expect anybody to ever do that. I've played the game so many times, but like, if you can beat me, you know, mm. you're doing something. We're waiting you're doing for something. I'm waiting for it, but you're doing something. Yeah. Mm, nice. Check that score out. Go, go I'm on. Taking, um, you said it, man. I'm check actually going to pull it up, and I'm going to have it in the video. So this video right here, when it ends, I'm going to put the score <laughs> so everyone can see the score right don't in the show. Video. Don't show anybody how many hours I spent playing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's no, less I, impressive. I, yeah, less I'll blur impressive. that out. I'll blur that out. So we just yeah. only, only see the score. Okay. Make me look hardcore as shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, That's yeah. the least I can do. It's the least I can do. Thank you. It is the least you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys, man. Uh, now, Nick Moses of 5 Gaming Podcast, Matt Lewis, Digital Yogurt, Dante, Go Street Games. Man, That's I right. appreciate you guys. I'm going to be seeing you guys, I'm sure, next year E3. I'm going to stop the record now, but you guys, take it easy. Have a good one. Later.